Hey, everyone, your designers are here. I'm Anita at Cedar Hill Farmhouse. And I'm Yvonne at Stone Gable. And I'm Kelly at My Soulful Home. We've got tips and tricks and decorating advice for you today, so let's get started. This is episode 191, Kitchen's Islands, How Far They Have Come. Oh, yes. And the mm. show notes for today's episode can be found at decoratingtipsandtricks.com slash 191. Yeah. So the kitchen island, when did that even start happening? And are you of the opinion that it's a essential part of the kitchen? Mm-hmm. Or are you of the opinion that the whole thing has gotten carried away with and it's turning from an island to sort of a continent. So we want to talk about how we're feeling about kitchen islands, how you can make them work the best for you if you have one, whether or not if you're considering uh, renovating a kitchen, whether you want to put one in. So we're going to give you our thoughts and what we're our research has shown about kitchen islands. Yeah. So show of hands, who has a kitchen island? Well, of course, both of us. There's do. a lot. <laughs> now, I'm not talking Uh-oh. to you. I'm looking what? into the. I'm looking and into the studio oh, audience. I'm sorry, I can't tell. So silly. And it if really you're driving, is all about you, mm-hmm. isn't it? Oh, if you're, stop it! If you're driving, keep your hands on the wheels. Just nod your head. Just nod your head. I see you nodding. Okay, so yeah. I see a lot of hands up out there. And then I see a nice portion. I say about 25% of you don't have kitchen islands. Ah, so okay. let's see. Uh, okay. Anita's already spilled the beans that those two have kitchen islands. That would I'm be very the- pro island. Uh, oh, because I go. have the space. It's like a sectional, <laughs> pro sectional, no, anti sectional. Yeah, yeah. Loving no, everybody, but I'm pro sectional. So I mean, have I'm you seen? Do you remember recently, there's been an article circulating on Facebook, and I can't remember what magazine it is, but basically the gist of it is so-and-so put in an island, and basically it was the worst day of her life, and she will never do that again. And and it's about, I don't know, somebody who hates islands, but it's it's just every time I, every couple of days I go on to Facebook and there this that article again. It's very interesting. Hmm. Is that the um, Wall Street Journal article by Michelle... Slatalia. Well, it from- is possible. <laughs> yes, is possible. because Michelle used to write for Gardenista, and I was a big fan of hers there. And now she's got a column in the Wall Street Journal. And uh, she has some interesting things to say. And I have to say, if I'm going to be on the team, I mean, of course, I, I am on your team. We are Team DTT. <laughs> but we if are I, team. If, yeah, but if I had to, mm-hmm. you know, have a different team, um, I think Michelle would be pretty cool as a person to be on my team. And so mm-hmm. I am on her not so into the islands team. Mm. So I could tell you now that Nina brought that up, that's really interesting because I found that article and I was like, oh, mm-hmm. Mich- Michelle, mm-hmm. not that I know her personally. I'm making it sound like I do, but I've read her so much in Gardenista, I felt like I did. Well, um, here, can I can I be kind of, it depends rather yeah, but than let me the tell you. Pro. Yeah, but let me tell you what yeah. she says. Sure. I, there's a little quote that I pulled out of the mm-hmm. article. So now clearly she's in the anti-island section. Right. And she's saying, which I thought was really kind of funny, a thousand years from now, our uh, archaeologists will be sifting through the rubble and will be able to identify 21st century homes by their kitchen islands. (laughs) The kitchen island will be as recognizable as an artifact as the Doric column. 
Yeah. See how iconic it is? Yes, <laughs> but, it, but she's saying it a bad I know. Way. I'm just flipping it. Here's what I say. If it works for you, great. If it doesn't, great. I've had, we've owned three homes. One did not have an island and two did. And we built our third, we built two houses, but I built the third one because I, I, I really built the kitchen around the island because if the kitchen is the heart of my home, the island is its heartbeat. And uh, I mean, everybody, if I have a party or if I have a family gathering, I mean, I've got to like nudge my way through being around everybody being around the island to do like any cooking or prep work because everybody just gravitates to my island. Okay. And that's, I think that's why I love it so much because I have such great memories around it. Mm-hmm. Okay, but that can be achieved with a table as well. That it doesn't have to be an Well, island. but if it's a short table, you're going to hurt your back. I mean, I don't know that that's, if you're doing any work at the island, it really needs to be the right height. I, I You know, I'm not pro or against necessarily. Mm-hmm. I think it really has to go with your house. And if you have an open concept, I think it makes a lot of sense. But if you don't have an open concept, I think a lot of these kitchens that aren't open concept, they're too small for an island. And when somebody forces it in there, I think, yeah, it's too tight. It doesn't make sense. Yeah, that's bad news. That is definitely bad news. It's got to work for you. It really does depend Mm -hmm. on the setting. And and here's the thing. Now, mine's a little bit on the large size, not as big as some of the ones that you're talking about. But I sew a lot. And the, it's the only place in my house that I can actually stretch the fabric out. And it's <laughs> more than 54 inches. You, know, the fabric you are 54 so inches right. Wide. You are and so right. <laughs> that's where I spread it out mm-hmm. to cut it. Of course, you know, I have to make sure it's, you know, been cleaned off and everything. But I use that every day, all day. I cut, I do all my prep on the island rather than by the stove. And I like it because I can face the rest of the house. And then also we have counter stools on it. So I love, for us, I love the island. And I've only had a kitchen island now for five years. So before that, we we just had a teeny tiny one we put in our other house. But I'm sold on them for me. They, they just, I They work love in your them. home. Yeah, they, they work, do. They serve a purpose and they work well. And I just really think that's the that is absolutely the key right there. Well, and with three of us cooking, it's really enough room for all of us to kind of have a a a a, a station in the kitchen where each of us have uh, so you know we have somebody chopping, somebody grilling and whatever. And so, yeah, I think it really does depend on your family and how you use the kitchen and mostly I would say on the layout of your actual kitchen. Mhm. I, I yeah. absolutely agree. Agreed on all of that. If it works for you and if it works in your kitchen and it's functional and use it. But what I what I think myself and dare I say Michelle as well mm-hmm. are saying is these islands that have become out of control or people feel like they have to have an island. Like it is just, you know, it's written down somewhere that you have to have an island in your house mm-hmm. and they're squishing it in even if it doesn't work or mm-hmm. You know, they kind of came into being in conjunction with the McMansion expansion mm-hmm. thing, right? So your house was gigantic. Now, you know, we're trending towards smaller homes. All those charming, you know, go tiny things are happening. So that tr- trend is changing. But well, with the mega mansion became, well, why not 
make the island as big as an ice skating rink. You know, just bigger is better, but bigger is not necessarily better. Yeah, I think the islands really came into, I guess what you're saying with the McMansions, but also I think they came into fashion with the open concept house. I'll tell you the thing that I'm seeing that's kind of a bit much and it's what you're talking about. Have you been seeing all the houses with two islands? I actually have seen one with two. I've Mm -hmm. seen, I see them all over the place. And now you basically have no room. Now your house is going to be a one bedroom because you have no room for any (laughs) other bedrooms because your kitchen is the size of your entire downstairs. So, I mean, that seems, I, I, it just depends. I mean, if somebody's a big cook, they're, I know people that own restaurants and they're, you know, they've got two islands and that kind of makes sense. But okay. But let me tell you. Yeah. You know, the other person I'm going to put on my team, me, Michelle and Julia Child. I mean, I would consider oh. her a big cook. The woman had no island. Have you seen her kitchen? The it was teeny tiny. Island li- I know. I However, love that. However, right? here I'm going to pull pull sort of the history card. Um, people long ago didn't have countertops. And what did they have? They had a kitchen table that they used like an island. They used It was mm-hmm. multi-purpose. They used it for eating. We use islands for eating. They use it for prep. We use it for prep. They use it for like, oh, let's sit around and do our homework. That's what they use their kitchen table mm-hmm. for. So their mm-hmm. kitchen table was in essence a kitchen table slash the same thing we use an island for today. And like, I love, I mean, although it would kill my back, I'm tall. That's what I was going to say. So I, I, and actually, we actually um, uh, put our island on bun feet. So it looks like it's a piece of furniture. And the main reason is because it was a little low and because mm-hmm. I'm tall, it hurt my back when I, when I would prep, but, but years and years and eons and, and like out in the prairie in, ago, they didn't, they had shelving and maybe one little cupboard, but they didn't have countertop. So their, their table was a workspace. And that's really the development, I think, of the kitchen island. I think it happened a mm-hmm. long, long time ago. And as people had bigger kitchens, you know, in came the countertops for use. And then as the kitchens got even bigger, in comes the island because it's so multifunctional. Right. And I agree with you when the island functions like a table would and you're using it for the prep and things like that. It's when the island gets out of control. And as I said earlier, becomes sort of a continent and it becomes sort of a <laughs> light on your kitchen, right? Rather than a useful space. Fine. You know, I like mm-hmm. the human scale of a table. I just feels right to me. Mrs. Patmore, me, you know, Julia, <laughs> we like the table thing, you know, but I, I think the evolution of the kitchen island has just gone too far and we need to scale it back. And You're I so like, cute. I like having the, uh, you know, the, the openness of mm-hmm. my table with just the legs and I like having the marble matching the, the counter. So it's it's not just like this giant glunk in the middle of my kitchen, which you know, I have space for an island, uh, but I just was not something that I wanted. And I your res- kitchen is so charming because well, of that. And, and it is I so totally unique. respect, mm-hmm. you know, the island dwellers. And I think that that's great if it works for you. What I'm saying is to our listeners is be cautious of, buying a house with a gigantic island, putting in a gigantic island. Don't feel the pressure of having a gigantic island because it may not function like it should in Mm -hmm. the kitchen. A kitchen needs first and foremost to be a very functional space. And so you need to be very aware of the square footage 
right? So you mm-hmm. this, like the starting depth of an island sh- is around 24 inches, which is like the, the um, dimensions of base cabinets. And then it goes up from there. Mm-hmm. But you need clearance, right? So you need at least 36 to 42 inches of clearance on all sides, or you're going to mm-hmm. feel like you're dancing around that island, or you need to go up and over it. And really, yes. that's an absolute must, those numbers. There's mm-hmm. something else that you need to be aware of. There's a triangle. It should be a triangle in your kitchen, in an efficient kitchen, uh, sink, dishwasher, or stove, sink, dishwasher, and refrigerator. And it should make sort of a triangle. You don't want to put your refrigerator on the opposing side of your island that you have to, that you, you know, you have to walk around one way or the other. That's just not that efficient. So you want to make sure that you have your sink with your dishwasher, your um, cooktop at least, and your um, refrigerator sort of making an island. I mean, sort of making a triangle that's not really in the way of your island. And you've got to have enough room to do that so it feels comfortable. Yeah. And, you know, the other thing I've seen done beautifully, and these tend to be more human scale sizes, is to buy a an island, a piece of furniture to use as an island that is movable. So let's say you buy it and then at some point, maybe you become a Kelly and you go, I hate having an island. Well, then you just sell it and move it on out and then you're not stuck with it. So, right. you know, that's I the other way. I adore that go. idea. I yeah, love really that idea. Don't you just love a great recommendation from a friend? Well, we're delighted to be recommending these companies and their wonderful products to you today and let them know your friends at DTT sent you. And I think in our next house, if we have a next house, God willing, I'm going to put in something that I can move because I even love the idea of cooking in it and then then maybe even putting it in a different position like to serve. So I've got my cook space all to myself, almost like a gate in front of my kitchen. Okay, don't come in the kitchen, but here's all the things you can eat and I'm going to put it out and serve. And I love that idea. And oh, there's some good. wonderful bloggers have some great um, utility carts or different things they've turned into islands. Yeah, I've seen some beautiful ones with shelves underneath. Mm-hmm. And of course, then, you know, you have to be careful. Does it look decorative or, or do you have some, you know, ugly looking scuffed up bent pans down there? <laughs> so, you know. And here's the thing. Because you have to be very careful about the island you choose, the material, how it looks. There's so many different ways you can um, configure an island and somebody uh, colors you can paint it or, or stains you can put on it and countertops you can put on it. But um, the island in modern kitchens have taken, they be, have become the focal point where years past, it's always been like the hood, your, your, uh, kitchen stove hood has become, you know, it used to be very utilitarian, then it's become very decorative, because that was a focal point. But now really kitchen islands, and what you put on them are now the focal point of the kitchen. Well, yeah, it blocks the view of the it blocks the well, yeah, I mean, and it used to be, I would agree, the stove and the the vent hood over it. But now you can't really see the stove. It's usually hidden by the island. So, mm-hmm. yeah, that's really taken over as the focal point, I think, a lot of times. But yeah. let's talk, let's sing the praises of a of an island for just a minute. And um, especially if it's, if it's one that is sized correctly and you have enough room to get around and it's beautiful and, and it just adds beauty and value to your kitchen. I mean, you could have a sink 
on your island. You can have a cooktop on your island. You can have an oven under in your island or a microwave in your island. You can have drawer refrigerators. I wish I would have done that. I really love that idea. Yeah, well, if you don't want the microwave over the stove, we've hidden our microwave in the island. So yeah, that's certainly, that's... like you said, something you can do. You can do those refrigerator drawers, but mm-hmm. I love using it for cooking on. So mm-hmm. yeah, I think it just kind of depends on how you want to use it. But again, we cook a lot as a family. And so if we didn't have the island we wouldn't have as much workspace. But also the thing I like about the island is we're kind of all facing t- toward each other I rather than that. when you're all facing the stove. It it feels mm-hmm. like we're facing away from each other at the countertop. But if we're at the island, I feel like we're facing each other. That's a really nice point, Anita. I like mm-hmm. that idea, especially the way that your house is set up. Your house um, is configured that way. Yeah. So that's a, that's a really, mm-hmm. I would think that that would be my number one. That pro. sold her pot almost. No, no, I don't want not, one. Not but, really, but, <laughs> but that would be, that, that would definitely be in the pro column for the island. And again, you know, you wanted to have some, you know, scale to the room, but also a, a human scale. I mean, I, I am not a tall person. <laughs> and so I wouldn't want to have a giant island and feel like, oh, my daughter's all the way over there making cookies, 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 you know, so I wanted <laughs> to feel like we're interacting. And I, you know, the sense I've never been in your home, I, I feel like I have, but, you know, by seeing all the pictures. So I, I could see how that would work. Um, I, I also think a really good, another, reason that I, how, how, why we have an island, obviously it's extra seating and it's just that gathering time. And I mean, when we gather around that and that's, um, you know, while I'm cooking and we have sort of an open concept in the back of our house, but still I don't want to be away from everybody. And it just seems like everybody gathers there while I cook and people chop and we share and that whole sharing time. I just love that. But also I, from a practical standpoint, I use, I have drawers and cabinets in my island on the one side and I use, oh, I use them tremendously. I have everything sort of like, you know, um, sort of at my fingertips. I have all my cooking things there because I definitely prep on there and I have containers like for leftovers and things there because all of the food comes back to the island before it goes over uh, to be to the sink. So, you know, if we've got leftovers, I have everything I need right there. And it's, it's a, just a wonderful place to be. And again, after dinner, people seem to come back and want to talk and that's a great gathering spot. We want to share with you some specific tips about either, you know, creating an island, even me, see how open I am, open you concept, are. open Kelly. <laughs> I'm open to it. I just want to share what I know. She's what just I've pretending. Learned. I'm not living. I mean, I have had an island. I had a kitchen in Port Washington, New York, and I and you didn't like it. No, I liked it there. It kind of worked, but I was I didn't really think about it. it was like this is what I, kind of what I'm saying. I I was like I'm I'm making a new kitchen. I was tore out this kitchen. We took out a bathroom that was next to us. I had a big open space, and I was like, well, of course, I'm putting in an island because you're because supposed to have one, right? Without have thinking island, about right? it. Mm-hmm. So basically, what I'm saying to people is, it's okay if you don't want to have an island, or if you think an island's not going to work, or if you have one and you don't like it, it's okay. You can email me privately and we can talk about it. Um, <laughs> and you can talk about right? your island you behind its back. It, right? Because roll it out of there. So here are some things that I have um, discussed with clients of mine and uh, you know brought to their attention that I want to bring to uh, mm-hmm. everybody's attention who's listening. Okay. So you, as I mentioned, you want to take into consideration the square footage of your kitchen. 
and how much space you have to work with, whether existing or you're renovating. Okay. And then you want to make sure that you, especially if your cabinets aren't in yet, that you're measuring out the depth of your cabinetry. Then you're measuring it 36 to 42 inches. And that's also for handicap, God forbid, like Yvonne's saying, like all of a sudden you hurt your foot and you're in a wheelchair and you can't get through your kitchen because of the dang islands in the way, right? So you want to make sure that you got 36 inches to 42 inches clearance all around it on all four sides. Then something people might not consider is if you want to have seating at your island, okay, you got to start looking at your your counter stools or your bar stools. Are they going to be upholstered? Are they going to be simple rounds? Are they... How wide are they? You don't want people like having to lock arms to sit together at your island or somebody's eating their cereal and somebody's elbow goes up somebody else's nose. You need to have (laughs) space for the seats and space in between. Mm -hmm. So that will help you decide if it's going to be a a rectangle. That's an argument for a bigger island. Well, I know. Or less seats. You know, I'm sorry, Johnny. It's not right. your turn to sit mm-hmm. at the island today. Mm-hmm. <laughs> your sister gets to sit there today. We can only fit three seats or we can only fit two seats. Or maybe you don't do seats, you know, something like that. So those are just things to consider. And if mm-hmm. you have a giant family and you need a giant island, or I don't have a giant family, then, you know, God bless you. Just make sure you have enough room for the seats that you want to pick. You don't want to set, set your island in stone and have the guy or whoever create the island. And then you pick out these these counter stools that you love and they don't fit. Well, and that's an interesting thing that you bring up the counter stools. I think that's an excellent point to talk about too, is whether you do the backless ones or the ones with the back. I am all comfort. So at our island, we did the stools with the backs and they're very, very comfortable. They're cushioned. They're, they're fabric. They're beautiful. Oh, <laughs> thanks. But, and it's a, it's an out- indoor outdoor fabric, so it really holds up really well to stains and everything. But now we also have a peninsula. It's not an island; it's a peninsula where the sink is that mm-hmm. faces the window. Mm-hmm. And over there, I really didn't want the distraction. I wanted to just sneak some in where you can't really see them. So over there, I did the stools that just tuck under, and right. you don't even know they're there. So. You know, I think about the visual weight of the backs. Is that going to be distracting? Do you really want to see those? Or if you don't have them, is that going to be a problem for your own comfort? Mm-hmm. So, Anita, that's that too. We, I would love the ones with the back, but I have the ones that tuck under because, well, two things the visual weight would be way too heavy. And I've got mm-hmm. big pantry drawers on the other side. Yeah. And I just think that would be just too much stuff in that mm-hmm. one area. But, you know, we could do a whole episode on island chairs because there's mm-hmm. so many things to think about. Where are you going to put your feet? You need a place mm-hmm. that your feet can tuck under and rest upon if you, if you pull yourself out from the island. So there's just a ton of things to think about when you think of. Ju- you know, your, your options are so vast. <laughs> right. And that does, like you said, have to do with mm-hmm. how tight the space is. If it feels visually, you know, if it's not a big space, that can really make the room feel closed oh, in. Absolutely. Especially going back to what Kelly said, that may not give you the leeway that you need all around your room as far as like how many inches do you need uh, for things to be to comfortably fit in. Right. Good know. point. Because then not mm-hmm. only do you have to f- think about the end of the island, if you're adding then counter stools or chair uh, stools with backs, then you have to figure in, okay, how far are they going to jut out? 
how far or how far out are in. people going to sit? Right, you know? and then mm-hmm. you know work around that. Sure, yeah. But I, to be I, honest, if I were designing a new house, I would put an island in. Me too. Styling. Let's talk about a little bit. Of what what I've been I didn't seeing. get to say. Not me. Not me. oh okay. No, no, okay. Yeah, we we know your stand. <laughs> um, if. Uh, I, I love that kitchen islands, like my kitchen or my kitchen is white. My Island is white. It matches. I have my upper cabinets and lower cabinets are designed a little differently. It matches my lower cabinets. Um, and it looks sort of like a piece of furniture cause it's on feet. Um, but it's the same color. I really like that. Uh, the islands that are just a little bit different and that look very furniture ish. So if I were redoing a house, that would be something that if I were putting an island in, I think that would be top on my list to make it look more like a a piece of furniture that came in than something that matched the whole kitchen. Yeah, I think that's a pretty look is having mm-hmm. it a different color. I but but the matching color again, that works too. I mean, I think But your way. your island I love because it really delineates your kitchen space because it's open. You know, mm-hmm. if I were doing an if I'd have to probably do a U-shaped kitchen to put a different color island in if it was an open space because if it wasn't you do need something to delineate it and yours does yeah thanks well and then the other thing is if you're wanting because this happens when i work with clients they want the color on the cabinets and i kind of uh shy away from doing that because it's such a bugaboo to paint them yourself or it's expensive to pay someone else when you tire of the color. So if you're going to put a color in, I really recommend more so doing the, I, I would do the island before I did the cabinets any day. Mm-hmm. Yeah, as, mm-hmm. as the pop. Something that mm-hmm. is really charming is if you can find two vintage dressers, same, same exact dressers, and you put them back to back, you can create an island and then you just cap it with your marble or your granite or whatever. I, yeah, that's a great top. idea. And then, you know, it's it can be very inexpensive if you don't retrofit and you don't try to put a sink in or anything like that. So you basically have got usually maybe with the height, maybe three nice big drawers on either side. Wow. Great kinds of drawers for pots and pans because they're usually kind of deep. Mm-hmm. So I think you can all sort of visualize the type of dresser I'm talking about. Like almost yeah. like even yeah. those ones with the, they, the one that comes to mind that you could, the, there are a dime a dozen at thrift stores. It's like with the kind of the colonial-ish hardware, you know, that mm-hmm. kind. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And they're very... Uh, squared off and rectangle shaped and they if you just put that if you got to the match put them back to back get a piece of granite marble stone mm-hmm. quartzite whatever you want cut paint bam them. Oh. paint them or eat or just make them chippy you know that what a great vintage look that would be if somebody likes the more of a vintage look of a kitchen oh that'd be beautiful right. and so then you know unless you did an overhang which would then sort of compromise the drawers on one side mm-hmm. unless you you really probably couldn't pull up a stool or something to the, mm-hmm. to those. And they would do be, it on the side. You could put uh, something could on, the side. on the side. Yeah, mm-hmm. overlap, mm-hmm. overlap on the side. Um, but that would be more of like a, a prep area. It's, so it's kind of like a, a half breed. It's not a table. It's not That's an island. So it's, cool. you know, it's something else. Right. Mm-hmm. But be careful. If you do that, really take into account that height because 
I think what Yvonne said is really, really critical. If mm-hmm. you have something the wrong height and you're working there, it can really strain your back mm-hmm. and cause some back issues. So we really want you to stay healthy and to feel good. So make sure it's not too short for you yeah. or too tall. So really check that height before you uh get locked in on that. Right. And good point. Excellent point. And you could, uh, if you need to boost the height, uh, you could put them on casters, Mm -hmm. which would also give you that option of rolling it out if you wanted to get out of the way, if you were having a party or a dance party or something in your kitchen. (laughs) And, or, you know, put the bun feet, like Yvonne said, Mm -hmm. something. Or if it's too tall, uh, you you could just have them cut down. Just make sure, you know, it's even. Oh, yes. Yes. There's so many different options. Um, I, I just think that if you're going to choose a kitchen island, make sure it works for your family and you. Um, yeah, make sure that there's no, yeah, there's no dead space. I mean, if you've got that big box, you can do a lot with it. You know, shelves and drawers and cabinets and like uh, microwaves or uh, there's so many things that you can do with it that you just don't want to, that's prime real estate. So you don't want to waste that. And you just want to be real creative. I wish at the one end of our island, we would have built some shelves in so I could have put my cookbooks in there. Oh, do either of you have Mm -hmm. an additional prep sink in your island? I have no, I have nothing. Mine is just a slab. I don't have, I don't have a sink or a, or a cooktop in my island. Yeah. I've got a little sink. Oh, you yes. have a, yes, a prep sink. Oh, in my yours. goodness. And it's wonderful because that's Is it? what we, okay. yes, because sometimes one of us, I'm telling you, we really love cooking together. So one person may be doing some dishes in the sink and the other one can, in the vegetable sink, it's right over there by the refrigerator. So that's where we wash the fruit and vegetables. Oh, how and smart. So then you can have two people working at the sink, someone else at the stove. Mm-hmm. So yeah, if you want to cook, come on over. Right. And that's so great. And that, that you, and I know you really do use it. I mean, I Mm -hmm. I speak to you on the phone sometimes when, you know, a lot of times because of the time difference, I'm talking to you when you're prepping meals or something like Mm -hmm. that. And and I know Kevin's in there and Evie's in there and Elise is in there. So stuff is going on. So that is so great because you use it. But again, for people who don't live like that or cook like that or have a family that's interested in cooking with them, really don't knee jerk. Oh, I have to have a prep sink mm-hmm, because mm-hmm. I know I, even though I knew I wouldn't really use it when I was doing the kitchen here, I was like, well, that's a really cute faucet. I guess I should get, get a, I could get a prep sink mm-hmm. to go under that, <laughs> and I could have that over on the other side. And right. then when I was configuring it all. So I guess what I'm thinking, did you like, do it? No, no, because oh, it really wouldn't work for me. I did yeah. the really big farmhouse sink because I, mm-hmm. we, People come in, if I can get somebody to help me set the table, which is like really, really hard, you know, that's a really hard task. <laughs> you know, but if I can convince somebody that I need help doing that, we'd, every once in a while, Laura and I will cook together, but it's usually just the two of us and it's like something special. We're making cupcakes or we're doing something like that. But a cooking uh, regular basis in our house is not a collaborative effort. So mm-hmm. it really wouldn't have made sense to me. I knew I would just have a sink over there that, I probably would have never used. But so I applaud you for having it and using it and making that part of what your family does together. But if people don't live like that, don't feel like you need to have all of that. Well, I have a friend who has the most beautiful kitchen. She doesn't cook. Yeah. They go out so mm-hmm. much. Right. So she doesn't have an island. She doesn't need an island. 
you know, and her yeah. house is large enough elsewhere that she can entertain. Um, yeah. If you don't use your kitchen, if, I mean, you know, you have to use your kitchen for very basic things, but if you don't use your kitchen and don't like to cook and don't entertain a lot, an island, you're going like, oh, unless I store things in it, how would you use it? Right. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But you, and you do have to be careful again with that large island because sometimes that is the dumping spot for books and mm-hmm. backpacks and mail. So see that, that kind of drives me nuts. So that, I try to keep it clean. That was my favorite thing when my kids were growing up. They would do their homework while I cooked. Oh. And and I think that's why I love it so much because I just it just seems like it's that heartbeat that mm-hmm. when I think of my home, I just think of I have such great memories of us all being around doing things. And whether you have an island or, or not, we hope that you make wonderful memories in your home, too. And uh yeah, we'd love to see, we'd love you to email us and tell us how you use your island because maybe there's things that we haven't thought of that you have. Remember, we're here to inspire you to create a beautiful home. Until next time. Hey, everybody. We want to thank you so much for listening to Decorating Tips and Tricks. And we want to make it even easier for you to listen. And it's easier if you subscribe. You just click the subscribe button on our website, www.decoratingtipsandtricks.com. Or you can subscribe through Apple Podcast or any of your favorite podcast listeners. When you subscribe, DTT comes free right to you three days a week. So until next time.